Welcome to the Dirty Devotional Podcast, where we try to make sense of the dirty and the divine in our messy world. My name is Zach, and I'm an ex-pastor, a struggling addict, and I deal with major anxiety and depression. Yet I deeply believe in God's presence in my life and in your life as well. I hope today's conversation inspires your thoughts, challenges your beliefs, and helps you feel seen, known, and loved by a real God. Thanks for joining. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Dirty Devotional Podcast. Zach here, so excited to be able to hang out with you on this wonderful Monday. And y'all, if I sound a little bit weird, y'all, it's because I'm getting over a sickness, uh, which is jacking me up. So if I cough a little bit, I apologize. Um, But hey, I wanted to give a shout out to all of my listeners. I want to let you know how much I appreciate you, how much I love all of you guys. Um, uh, From you all over over in Delaware, from uh, Georgia, Italy, uh, Texas, Missouri, California. I can't tell you how much it means that you would take time to listen to this. Uh, I was blown away this past week. The podcast um, had close to 2,000 downloads, uh, which is just, it's just so cool to me. Um, it's really awesome to know that this is impacting you, that it's helpful for you, that it's making a difference um, in your life. Uh, all the messages you sent me, um, continue to do that. Uh, if you don't follow me on Instagram, please do so at Z underscore chill, C-H-I-L. I would love to connect with you. I say this all the time. I want to be more than just a voice you listen to. I want to be a person you know. And it means a lot to me when I can connect with you guys, hear how, hear what you're doing, what you're going through, how the podcast is helping you. Uh, but today, y'all, I wanted to kick off a conversation um, as we walk through uh, the book of 1 Samuel this week. And so 1 Samuel is one of my favorite books in the Bible. It's in the Old Testament. It is the Old Testament basically means that it is before Jesus. Um, and so God is working with people, this group of people called the Israelites, and the Israelites are being called by God to live a specific way um, so that when other people look at the Israelites and the way they live, they would say, hey, um, they're different. The God they serve is different. And it's basically a beautiful picture of what we do as Christians. Uh, we've been called to live different in such a way that when people look at us, um, we reflect the character and the heart of God. And so it's important that we do that. And we we see this very clearly in 1 Samuel. Uh, and 1 Samuel has these beautiful, beautiful things that we can see and um, all these surprises along the way. Uh, but in 1 Samuel, we're introduced to a few characters, but there's two I really want to talk about. And that is uh, this priest named Eli and this woman named Hannah. And so Hannah is married. Um, her husband has another wife. Uh, and the problem is, is that Hannah cannot have any kids. Uh, which is a big deal in the Old Testament. Old Testament, listen, like a woman's value was based off of her ability um, to provide an heir, uh, which would have been a a male, a a son. And so Hannah is unable to do that, but his his other wife is able to do that and basically pokes fun at Hannah all the time. And it's telling Hannah, basically, ha ha, look at you, you had no value. And the husband loves Hannah very much. um, But the reality is, is Hannah... Hannah can't provide any kids. And so there's kind of like a void going on in her life. Well, Hannah finds herself going to the temple one day to pray. Um, Hannah is like fed up. She's frustrated. Um, she's upset. She she feels like devalued. She feels worthless because the one thing that she believes that she can do to provide purpose in her life is to have a son, is to have kids for her husband. And so in this, she ends up crying out to God and saying this prayer, basically asking God, God, if you give me, 
if you give me a child, if you give me a son, I'll dedicate him to you. I will, I will completely give him over to you. I'll raise him for you. He will be yours. And Eli, the priest, <laughs> sees Hannah uh, praying, but she's not talking out loud. She All she's doing is moving her lips and she's uttering noises because she's praying in her heart. Um, and Eli walks over and Eli's like, hey, you shouldn't get drunk um, and come to the temple. Like you should lay off the wine. Um, how ridiculous is this? That Eli, the priest, so this is like the leader the of like, the the Israelites of the faith, the representation of God. And he walks up to this woman, Hannah, and is like, hey, um, quit being drunk and hanging out here. And Hannah's like, hold up. That's not that's not what I'm doing. I'm not drunk. Um, I'm praying this prayer to God that I have this son. And Eli takes a step back and is like, hold up. Um, I'm sorry. I apologize. Um, I hope the Lord gives you what you want. And I love this because there's a couple things here I want to talk about today. And the first is that First Samuel kind of paints this picture of how God views um, this power struggle. Because if we read this story, the the characters that we think would be the most beneficial um, or the most um, a reflection of God would be the priest. And what we see is the priest is not that. The priest is misjudging, um, misjudging people. He's coming down harshly on people. We find out later that him and his sons are like, not doing well. They're being super disobedient to God and being dishonoring to God with the sacrifices. Um, so Eli, we expect to be the hero and the priest, Eli, the priest is not. Um, he's actually this really kind of messed up individual. And then we have Hannah, who's a woman and women at this time added no value. They're the only value they had was having kids. And yet we see God listen to this woman and honor this woman. And so we have this beautiful thing happening. Um, that that the hero of this story is not who we expect it to be. It's not Eli the priest. It's Hannah. It's the it's this barren woman who comes to God in desperation and says, "God, um, I need you to show up. I need you to provide this. And I, if you do, um, Lord, I'll basically do anything." And so, there's a question in this I want to ask you today for you to think about um, because I believe many of us, we especially as Christians, um, we find ourselves playing the role of Eli way more than we do Hannah. Um, <clears throat> very rarely are we, Hannah, like on our knees, asking God to do something really great, um, doing providing us with something that, that would end up blessing God. Instead, we find ourselves being like Eli, where we are constantly looking out a window, um, looking for someone to find out what they are doing wrong, how they are messing up, how they are unworthy of God's love, God's provision in their life. Now, here's the thing I want you to know. Somebody told me this a long time ago, and I think it's important for you to know, is that the Bible is never meant to be a window so that we can hold it up and look and can compare it to everyone else around us. Um, the Bible is only meant to be used as a mirror where we can look at ourselves and we can say, hey, take inventory of where we need to grow, of the areas of our life that maybe we could improve on. And I bet many of you listening today, unknowingly, you probably have been using the Bible as a window. Um, there are people that you know who have made decisions to follow God, and yet they're still making decisions. You know things about their life outside of church on Sunday. And you've been basically been like, well, they still they still do this. They still get drunk. They still party. They still sleep around. They still make bad decisions. Um, they still do drugs. And you're so quick to point at them and say, hey, um, you're doing this wrong. You're messing up. While maybe God is working on them at, at his own pace. I want you to know, I became a Christian um, three years before I stopped doing drugs. 
And I want you to know in those three years that God was doing some really important work in my life um, before he ever had me step out of drugs. Now, did God want me to stop doing drugs sooner? I definitely would believe that. But what I think God knows in his infinite wisdom is that he can't start there, that he needed to work on some other things in my life. He needed me to trust him with smaller things before I could trust him with something that was controlling my life. And so today, what I want to challenge you with is, who are the people around you that maybe you've been using the Bible as a window and you've been saying, hey, this is why they're wrong. Just like Eli, hey, why are you drunk? Why are you here acting a fool? Um, and instead, maybe you need to take a second and hold that Bible as a, up as a mirror and say, you know what, God, help me better myself rather than worrying about how everyone else should be bettering themselves. And I believe if we do that, what we'll find is that we'll find ourselves, um, we'll improve our hearts, we'll improve our health. And what's really cool is we'll end up becoming that incredible reflection of Christ to the world. Um, or instead of looking at people and judging them for what they've done wrong, instead we can go to people knowing who we are and we can say, hey, God wants to do something really incredible in your life. And I believe God is working, doing a great work in you and through you. Let me pray for you. God, thank you for today. Lord, thank you so much um, for the chance to have these conversations. Lord, I pray that you help us use your word, um, not as a window, but as a mirror. Lord, help us use it to look at ourselves. It's easier, Lord, for us to use it as a window. It's easy for us to judge all the people around us and to see how they're messing up and doing wrong. Um, Lord, but it takes a lot of diligence and a lot of effort um, to keep the focus on us and how we could be better. And so, Lord, I pray that you help us do that. Um, Lord, help us um, ask for forgiveness um, and to reconcile for those that maybe we've judged too harshly. Um, and Lord, help us open our eyes to see the areas we could grow in our own lives. So we thank you. We love you. And we ask this in your name. Amen. Hey, thanks so much for joining me on today's devotional. If you want to get more connected, then be sure to follow me on Instagram at Z underscore chill. That's at Z underscore C-H-I-L. Or you can connect with myself and other listeners through our private Facebook group. You can find this by searching Dirty Devotional Podcast, Dirty Family. Lastly, if you enjoy the podcast, please take time to rate it on iTunes or Spotify. This helps us reach more people and lets us know that my content is making a difference in your life. Most importantly, I hope today you felt seen, known, and loved by a real God. Be blessed.